Welcome back, everybody, to the Coaching Space podcast with me, Justin Bodel, where I delve into the people side of performance. My guest today is Tom Dawson Squibb, a teaming, leadership, and people practitioner and speaker. With a master's degree in organizational psychology and diplomas in both executive coaching and systemic team coaching, it's no surprise that Tom is passionate about individual and team development, helping people to perform in their chosen spheres. He has worked in both the corporate and the sporting worlds for over 11 years, but it's really in the area of sport that Tom has specialized as a high-performance coach. He has worked extensively with the UCT rugby team, as well as the Western Province and Stormers rugby team, and has been involved with a number of very significant and successful campaigns with both of those teams. He has also worked internationally um, with teams like the Royal Challengers Bangalore cricket team in India as part of the IPL, and the Melbourne Rebels rugby team in Australia as part of the Super Rugby competition. His love for rugby in particular has also seen him take charge of the reins of a number of teams in the past. Tom has worked as head coach of the UCT and the 20A rugby team, and this year he was appointed as head coach of the Aki Tigers themselves for the Varsity Cup and League competitions. Tom also runs an excellent podcast with former Blitzbok rugby captain Kyle Brown called The Leading Conversation, and I really encourage you to check that out. In today's episode, Tom and I talk about teams. Tom shares his insights into what he believes makes a great team. He, we talk about the role of team culture and leadership. He shares some of his latest learnings and ideas around systemic team coaching. He shares some ideas around what he's learned from his time with some of those great sports teams that I've mentioned. And lastly, we talk about the importance of joy within a team environment. Tom speaks openly and authentically, and I really hope that you enjoy. Tom, how are you doing? It's great, it's great to chat to you, man. Yeah, good, Justin. I'm good. Thanks, thanks for having me on your, uh, on the uh, in the early stages of your of your uh, podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I really, I really appreciate your time, and um, yeah, looking forward to chatting about a topic I know we we both really passionate about, which is which is teams and and teaming, um, and uh, you know, actually, I. I there was a quote that I read from Adam Grant recently, which, which has inspired my first question. And uh, he very simply said, you know, putting people in a group doesn't make them a team. Um, and, I, and I really love that. And I just thought, in, in your experience, what, what for you are some of the factors that would kind of move people from just being a group of people to actually becoming a team? What are some of those things that you think actually contribute towards that? Yeah, no, cool. Thanks, Justin. Um, look, I think the first thing you've got to think about is um, we, we, we are only a team if we're interdependent. So you do get groups of people, you know, you might wear the same shirt, you might work in the same company, you might be called a team. But actually, if Justin does his job well, and Tom does his job well, and Josephine does her job well, uh, individually, with no interdependence, the team, inverted commas, might perform well. But really, that's not... There's no interdependence. So, you know, I always look at it in, in different tiers. So if I use a sporting analogy, which I think I can use on this podcast, um, you know, like if you think of a golf team, you know, you'll wear the same shirt, but you're not really interdependent. You just go yeah. add up the scores and then you'll get a cricket team where there's individual elements and there's team elements. You know, like if you're batting and I've got to run between the wickets with you or if you're bowling, I've got to stop the ball in the field for you. There's more yeah. interdependence, but there's still a large amount of individual stuff. And then yeah. there's a rugby team, which is like highly interdependent. You know, it's very difficult for a scrum off to play well if a fly off doesn't and, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Um, 
so 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 if you take the don't don't think of it too literally but but sort of if you think of the metaphor of that kind of team um you i always say like if i go into work with a team i always want to try and diagnose like what kind of a team a are you and b what kind of a team does the challenge that you are there to overcome or what is the, the purpose that you're together what does it require you to be um and I think then when there's true interdependence, that's the first thing around the team. Then I think there's all the other things that we know and you've probably heard a million times, you know. Um, do you have a common goal? Is there, is there a level of trust that exists? Yeah. Um, are you able to build a quality of relationship that exists that allows you and I to get sort of a one plus one equals three type relationship? Yeah. Um, do we have some set processes in place that allow us to team? um anyway you probably got more than you bargained for with that one question but uh, no, I'll, I'll no, no. no 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 that, no that's absolutely yeah, it's awesome and you know for me you know and you've kind of touched on it i suppose it's a bit of an outcome but you know i really i really believe that great teams are built on great culture um is you know is yeah what, what, what's your view on sort of team culture and 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 the role that it may play or or not in, in the sort of success of a team yeah, I mean, Justin, you know, the word culture is thrown around a lot, isn't it? Um, and I think it's important that we understand what it is. You know, for me, team culture comes down to um, almost like the way we do things around here, yeah. um, which is governed by a set of beliefs. So yeah. what we might see, what we might see on top of the surface, if you think of it like an iceberg, you know, you see certain behaviors on the surface yeah. and then underneath the surface, is the beliefs and the motivational things that hold that in, that hold the motivational sort of triggers that hold that in place. Yeah. Um, so I think I think team culture is very very important um, in terms of teams performing. Um, what we mustn't do is we mustn't mistake team culture with vibe or spirit. You know, we might have a yes. great team. Yeah. And we all get on and we all mates and we bride together. But you know. The Chicago Bulls, who just had a massive documentary made about them, were clearly yeah. not all mates. Yes. You know? So I don't think that is that has to be in place, even yes. though we would like to be part of that. Um, yes. I would say uh, team culture, very important. Do we have a set of values and a set of behaviors that we can stick to as a collective? Eh? Yep. Do yep. we allow for individuals then to, um, do we allow for individual strengths and passions to come through? Be yeah. that will success, and I think that needs to be part of your culture. You know, um, absolutely. Some collective things that we've bought into that we understand that yeah. we track, plus allowing an individual to understand his or her best way of operating and allowing for that within the confines of your agreed behaviors and values. That for me then equals, you know, that for me is a is a is a strong culture, and I think yes. teams that have do well because you might have the most I, I, I don't know I don't know if this is a sports podcast or not actually no no I don't know how many sports yeah, analogies, yeah but, absolutely but but you know uh, 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 line out plans and attack plans and and and, yeah. and 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 so far as dime a dozen but it's your it's your culture that enables that to be executed well or not Yes. It's your culture that brings the belief to execute that plan, you know. So if yes. we're saying we've got a great plan, but it only works when we've got a high work rate or a high work ethic. Um, yes. and this could be the same in a business team. You've yep. got this wonderful strategic plan for the for, for a year or for three years or for five years, but it requires massive work ethic and it requires massive interdependence. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your plan is. It doesn't matter how beautiful your goals are and how beautiful they look on the walls. Yes. If your culture is not enabling certain behaviors, you're not going to get there. And that's why I think the culture, the cultures are is a huge defining part of a success in teams. Hundred percent. No, I love what you said there. Absolutely. You know, for me, I, um, I often sort of see, you know, I see it as the foundation upon which you kind of build a team, but it's also like you said now, it's almost also that it's like the cement that's holding all these, these pillars together, you know, um, it kind of acts, it kind of infuses itself through everything. And, and, but like you said, it's, it's really about, you know, we've had this conversation a lot within our team environment, you know, the culture has got to be a doing thing. Like you said, you know, you can, you can put all the words up on the wall and, and you can, you know, you can have the best plans, but it, it, it's about living that culture daily. And that, and that comes through, through behavior. Yeah, I, I had a really cool experience with a team that I'm working with recently. Um, and, I mean, it's embarrassing to think that I only really fully worked it out now, but um, it's just <laughs> thinking about the difference, the difference between, like we're always learning, yeah? um, the difference between values and behaviors. And, yeah. and, and I really enjoyed having discussions about values because yeah. what it does is it really gets me to understand what people value. Like, what do yes. they believe in? What are they yeah. important? Yeah. Once we understand that, we've got our, that for me, those are building blocks. Then yes. we say, right, so what behaviors emanate from those values? Exactly. And I think you need to have both discussions. So you're going to every corporate, yeah. in, you know, not every, but most corporates in the world will yeah, have their yeah, values yeah. up. Probably 50% of the company actually know what their values are, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think it's up to us as, as leaders or people running teams and what have you to say, okay, we've got these values. Like, let's interrogate them. Like, do we really believe in them? And and, and, and how do we interpret them in our in our specific team? Okay, so what behaviors might we need, need to display and hold ourselves to account based on those values? So yeah. I don't think we should ever uh, doff our eyebrows up or whatever the expression is. We should never sort of raise our eyebrows at values because they yeah. are so important. Yeah. And they're so important that we need to interrogate them. And we, they're so important that we need to understand what the behaviors are that, um, that, that, uh, that emanate from those values. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, for me, it's exactly that. What does that value look like? In terms of behavior if you were to live that value what would it look like practically what would that look like on the field what would that look like off the field at practice you know and well, yeah. kind of discussions I mean, that get guys to to really think about it you know i think there's a million teams in the world that have a value of passion yeah you know you talk about like pride and passion and yeah, integrity. Yeah. i mean you've heard it yeah. a million times but yeah. like okay cool so so what does passion look like when it's healthy yeah no it looks like high work ethic it looks like guys have been able to display emotion it looks like um yeah it looks like uh you know real genuine care it looks like extra work and sacrifice great what does passion look like when it's not healthy well it's over emotional it's irrational it's um sure it's like unable to it's unable to, to discern process from outcome you know yeah. okay cool well, let's be mindful because every value um you know value is only a value of a cost something Yes. Um, and, 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 and as we know, um, uh, an overused strength becomes a weakness that we believe in something so much and we sure. want to display those behaviors. If we display them too much without the balance. Then I think there's, a, there's, there's the, that's the downfall of passion. You know, it's like a guy saying he's a great communicator. He yes. communicates so well that he never listens. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So you've got to, you've got to understand the parts and the dark stuff. 
Yeah. Sure. I love it. I, that's actually a really nice, a really nice question. And to think about, because guys strive so hard to kind of live those values, but it's nice to actually almost balance it and say, but hold on, what, what could the flip side of the coin be? So I really, I really like that song. Um, so something that a quote that I, I've heard you say before when, when you were talking about teaming, um, it, it went something like this, you said, in teaming, um, we need to focus more on, on the dance as opposed to the dancers, um, something like that. I think you were quoting Pro Professor Hawkins, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and, yeah. And, and so tell me a little bit about, about what that means. Yeah, no, that is from Professor Peter Hawkins, who's, who's probably one of the world leaders in team coaching, um, who I was very lucky enough to do some studying under. Yes. Um, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a very charismatic, um, highly intelligent human being that I, I enjoyed working with. Um, so his his idea is that in teaming, it's like it's 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 not about okay. Justin's got his strengths, and Tom's got his strengths, and we must go and develop Justin, and we must send Justin on lots of courses, and we must send Tom on lots of courses, and they must go and become the best human beings they can be. We'll put them together, and they'll perform well incorrect wow. it's way better to go and say right let's send jo tom and justin together away and have conversations and do collective development to say right so how can i get the best out of you and how can you get the best out of me so sure. so so in my in my capacity as a rugby coach i once in a one-on-one -on, one -on ones i asked the question i said what can you and i do to significantly increase the value that you are adding to this team so in that question, the hero was the team value, was yeah. the value added to the team. That was the hero. That's the challenge. Sure. I went, we worked backwards from that. And I said, what can you and I do? So there was a shared collective responsibility and an implication around the dance. So what yes. can we collectively do together to add value? So I, I, I quite like that because I think that indicates for me uh, uh, um, an appreciation that the dance is so important. Yes. So I would advocate like people working in the teams. Um, yes, you want people to understand their strengths and their weaknesses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, but, but what, about, what about getting people to really like, what do I need from you? What do you need from me? Yes. Have those conversations. Yeah. You know? um, in, in, in a team that I'm working with currently, like we spend a lot of time on peer feedback. Um, quite controlled, quite um, uh, regulated. We have a phrase that we use that sort of um, houses this feedback. So we, we, it's quite formalized mm -hmm. for now. And then hopefully it'll happen more organically. But really yeah. the essence of that is that the team requested that they were more direct with each other so that they could be more harmonious as a group, you know? Yes. Not just harmonious so that we bride together, but harmonious yeah. so that they can get the best out of each other, you know? Um, yeah. There's a huge amount of research that Ben Darwin has done on cohesion and team cohesion. And his whole theory is that like, Successful teams, it's not about culture. It's not even about do they get on. It's about cohesion. It's basically like how long have you been together and are you able to get the best out of each other? Sure. Now, I, I like it and I completely buy into it. Yes. My challenge to Ben is that you're only going to keep people together for that long if, if th they like being there. Exactly. So there's they a precursor. I think one of the precursors to cohesion is yes. feeling like you're in a psychologically safe space where you feel engaged yeah. and you feel looked after. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but that will be for my next conversation with Ben, you know, but, um, yes. but I think, I, I think that that is ultimately 
an indication of the dancers, the teams that do well. And he's done yeah. he's done research in sports business everywhere. That yes. They've been together for a while yes. because they understand each other and the needs of each other almost subconsciously. And that's the appreciation of the dance and not the dancers. Beautiful. And it comes back to what you were saying. I mean, question one about that sense of in, interdependentness, you know, the way you kind of working together um, and how exactly that. But But it's almost being so intentional that you're actually having those questions around what do you need from me? What do I need from you? I, love- no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if the listeners to this, Justin, are, are football fans, but there's no coincidence that Liverpool are winning the Premier League. Yeah. Like, it, they're cohesive. They pick yeah. the same team all the time and they've built for four years. Yeah. You know, and then and then you get the sort of Manchester United and the Chelsea's and the, uh, and the cities, you know, lots of new players um, yeah. coming in and out, less cohesive, lots of rotation in the team. Like st- statistically, Darwin will tell you that they're, they're not li- as likely to win. Now, of course, not stats can't tell you anything, but yes. they're less likely to win. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. I love it. That sense of cohesion. Sure. Um, so, something that I mean, you've you've spoken about, you know, a couple of of team environments um, uh, briefly. I mean, you you've obviously had the opportunity to work with a number of of pretty high profile and and really high quality environments. Obviously, in a sporting context i mean obviously you, you're involved with, with western province and the stormers um you've worked with with john dobson obviously for for a long time um you've obviously worked with gary kirsten you know in, in the cricketing space and and i know you were with dave vessels at the rebels for a while as well i mean you've you've been exposed to a number of pretty pretty diverse and pretty um interesting team environments and i would think in the business world as well what are some of the the sort of the biggest learnings that you've taken from from getting exposure and actually being immersed in those in those different environments, what are some of the biggest learnings that you've had, um, whether it be about teams or or, or anything? <laughs> um, <laughs> mostly for my own stuff ups. Um, <laughs> uh, this is probably sound, like, probably sound a bit of a cliche, Justin, but I think I think like we just know less than we think we know, you know. Um, yeah. And that each each team that you go in has got so many systemic impactors, and what oh. I mean by that is that like is that like if you go to RCB and the IPL, right, and yep. you think and you've read about coaching and you've done books and you've read and you, and you think you can go in there and just go and coach a team and they'll be successful, you're dreaming, you know. Um, there's so many things. There's 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 media. There's owners. There's there's, there's just so many things at the, that level that impact performance. And it's the same at any level, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, if, 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 the politics. if you're working in, yeah, I, politics has quite a negative uh, connotation, yeah. you know, like politics gets in the way. And I, so yeah. I don't think it is just politics in a negative way. I think there's a yeah. lot of things, you know, like if, you, if you're working in retail and COVID strikes and people and the economy shrinks by 9% yeah. and fewer people have got access to disposable income to go and buy clothes in your stores. Yeah. It is going to impact behavior in head office. Fact. Because people are not concerned and worried about their space. And so like that thing has impacted performance. Now you think, geez, I'm a great leader and I can lead my team. And Well, you might be, but there's, there's more at play. So I think like the more and more I've done this work, I, I think I realized that, our job as team coaches is to be great sensors 
as well as great question askers and advice givers and whatever you else we, we are. We've yeah. got to be able to sense what's going on. And we've got to be able to ask the right questions to sense what's going on. Yeah. I think if I've learned one thing in lockdown from chatting to you, like a lot of those people that you spoke about, yeah. like curiosity might have killed the cat, but curiosity is going to make you great. Sure. You know, um, yeah. like we, you've got to keep asking. And I, you know, I had a conversation yesterday with a pretty well-known rugby player. And, and, and I said to him, like, bud, I'm just going to tell you now, I'm not going to give you advice because I actually don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be, and I'm going to ask you questions and I'm going to listen to you. And also, it's not just that I don't know. It's that you're getting a shitload of advice from a hell of a lot of other people. Yeah. And my role, I can play the best role for you by just listening and allowing you to, to unpack. Yeah. And and that's what I'm doing with this guy, you know. Um, so, sure. so, yeah, I think I've learned... I've learned about systemic impact doors, curiosity. Um, sure, just a lot. I mean, I, I don't know how, how long you want me to go on for, but 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 mm -hmm. I think uh, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot as as I've as I've gone by. I think I probably started by thinking that um, you can win you can win things on dreams and vibe. Um, yeah, and I think now that like I I I I feel that. I've got it worked out, which of course I don't, because it'll change in a month. But I feel like the the balance between relationships and relationship yeah. quality, and standards, and the drive, and the accountability, and the push. Yes. Got to get that balance. You've yeah. got to get that balance off. You're too high. You're too high on the standards and what have you. I think you're going to tire out players and tire out people and. It's, and if you're too just on vibes, I don't think you're going to be, people are going to be held accountable enough and you're not going to get the performance that you need to. And I just see, like, for me, it's probably one of my newest learnings is just understanding the nuanced balance between that and yes. realizing as a team or a team coach that you are biased towards one of one or the other and sure. that you need to mitigate again through your assistants, through your two ICs, through your whoever you're working with, you know. Yes. Sure. I, I, I love that exactly what you're saying about relationships and standards, you know, because they, they can seem so sort of polar opposite in some ways, but actually the, the coaches that, that can cater for both, like you said, you actually sort of harness the power of both, and, but it's about that balance, you know, and, and you spoke about Liverpool. I mean, I can picture a guy like Klopp, um, you know, he's, 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 he's very sort of authentic and open with his players. He's hugging his players. He knows all the, you know, the, the, the backroom staff, the kitchen lady, like everybody is, you know, it's part of, and you can feel that in the team. It's always about the team first, but there's also this real drive for, for performance and this kind of mentality of like, you know, we, we're going to be, be a nightmare to play against, you know, they really drive themselves. Even when, you know, things were won, it was how much better could we be? Um, you know, I picture yeah. Russell probably as well, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What do you, yeah, hundred percent. I think like there's that it's that um, navy saying, isn't it, where they go. I'm gonna get it slightly wrong, but um, they're gonna go um, in in battle or in you could say the you could substitute battle for performance or yeah. com or combat or competition. You don't rise to the occasion. You sink to your training level. Sure. You don't rise to the occasion. You sink to your training. And I think like you can have all the vibe in the world if you haven't formulated habits to your training. 
you're not yeah. going to perform, sure. you know. Um, and I That's... think like there's that beautiful Wendell Holmes quote where he says, um, for simplicity, this side of complexity, I don't give a damn. For simplicity, on the other side of complexity, I will, I can't remember what he says, I'll give my, I'll give my left arm. It's not that, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it is like, I think a lot of us, or, and I certainly probably still make this mistake, like we 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 hear something, we read something. It's yeah. like the all black sweep the sheds, you know. Like, yeah. oh my god, that's so brilliant! It's simple. Yeah. Let's go and tell my 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 schoolboys or my club side that we must sweep the sheds because the all blacks yeah. do it and it's great. Well, that's bullshit because yeah. a, it's inauthentic to you, and yeah. b, there's a reason that they sweep the sheds because yes. they've had infinite conversations and understanding, and they've gone through the complexity and the toughness of them getting pissed on tour and all of these different things. Yes. And they've emerged with sweep the sheds. Yes. You need to go through that own co- your own complex journey in order for yes. you to find out what's simple. So yes. if you if you're trying to work out like what are your team dominoes, like uh, dominoes, another thing that I'd talk about, yes. like your first dominoes, you know, yep. get you going, or what are your team values? Don't rush them. Don't yeah. think you can do them in a half an hour workshop. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like go yeah. to go to the complexity, go to the complexity. And you arrive at something that's beautifully simple and it works and it sticks. Why? Because it was quite tough to get through there, you know? Yes. Um, so I, I believe it's important as a team leader to allow for like, imperfection and wrestling and trying our things, what have you. And you'll, yes. you'll, you'll reach where you need to reach. Absolutely. I mean, you've spoken a lot about leadership, um, Tom, which is something else I know we, we're both really, really passionate about. And, you know, for me, there is such a clear link between between your leader leadership and 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 the team the sort of quality of the team i suppose the sort of culture of the team is do you see a very clear link as well i mean you you've spoken a lot about leadership actually while you've been talking about teaming um is it you know what why is that su- such an important link um for 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 the success of the team so yeah i mean i i would recommend you read a book called the captain class by sam walker you know it's mm-hmm. a, it's a fantastic book yeah, have you read cool. it no, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a great read. It's very stimulating. He just basically goes and he looks at the best sporting teams of all time in any sport. Um, oh. So the first half of the book talks about how he gets to these 11 teams, I think it is. And then the second half of the book is what he sees as the common denominator. And the common denominator is, is the captaincy. And it's oh. that the captain is not the best player. The captain is sometimes a bit rogue. Um, the captain is leads the club or the place that he that he or she is in. It's not just he, sorry, it's he and she. There's 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 female teams in it, um, and um, so I, I like so that's one side of the book. There's another. There's a counter argument to that, which is called the captain myth, which is written about golf and what have you. So you can read that too. Um, <laughs> but but um, I, I, I don't know if I've seen a success story without there being some quality leadership. Now quality leadership doesn't always look the same. Yes. I think quality leadership is very contextual. So Sia Khaleesi, exactly the right captain for the time. Do you know what I mean? Would he have been 100%. the right? I've had conversations with, with Gary Kirsten and he said that like, I've been lucky enough to work with him and spend a lot of time with him. And he, by his own admission, is a good leader in certain times. Yes. And I don't mean times, I mean in certain contexts, in certain yes. environments, with certain yes. kind of people around him. You know? Yes. So I think understanding what's required, understanding yourself, and, and that allows for a team uh, to perform. So yeah, I'm not sure you can separate quality teaming with quali- from quality leadership. I think it's massively uh, related and interlinked. 
just intertwined. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I've seen it for myself um, within a work context, but also, also within a sport context. And it's, and I think it's just that, you know, it's this kind of what you were saying, you know, you can build this incredible culture, but your leaders have to, they have to firstly model the behavior, you know, because you, they can't be saying one thing and doing something else. So, so there's, there's gotta be like a synergy there between what they're doing and, and what they're saying. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it, 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 the culture almost kind of takes on the personality of the leader. You know, it, I, I feel it's literally as, as linked as that, you know, that like the, the team will ultimately almost become a reflection of, of that leader. So for me, yeah, exactly what you're saying. I, I don't think you could really have a, a high quality team without, without a high quality leader. That leader might look different and it might be a different type of leader depending on the context of the team. But I think there's, it, there's gotta be synergy between the two. I'm lucky enough to lead a, a little system at the moment. And um, yeah, like I, I, I feel I need to be quite aware of, sure, like I, I, I'm aware, like I've got a lot of weaknesses, you know, <laughs> um, I've got a lot of flaws and things and I need to, I need to be mindful of that all the time. You know, that doesn't yes. mean that they go away, but yes, sure. Like, I, yeah, I, I think the acknowledgement of weakness and acceptance of weakness is yeah. as important as utilizing my strength otherwise my team is going to and my team is just going to become a function of me which might not be it is going to become a function of me anyway but you can mitigate against those weaknesses through yes. i think skillful use of other leaders you know that's why Absolutely. i believe in leadership as a collective rather than a leader yes yes i absolutely love that yeah that, that is so important um and you know i think Something you were just saying now, just speaking about leadership, and I'm I'm just sort of jumping in here. Do do you see that there? Would you say that there are certain characteristics that are um, important for any leader in any team, even if they even if they're different personalities, etc. Do you think that there are certain kind of non-negotiables that every leader should have in terms of certain characteristics or or um, uh, your sort of part parts of their character? Try not to say cliched stuff, yeah. Put it um, on the spot. No, no, go for it. No, 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 no. I, I don't mind that. I just, I don't want to say like, you know, he or she must be authentic. I mean, like, um, I, I think, I think a leader needs to be constantly curious about him or herself and about yeah. the system within which they lead. There has to be a curiosity. I think a leader needs to have a fair degree of courage and that doesn't mean just being blindly brave i yeah. think he needs to be or she needs to be courageous enough to be wrong courageous enough to show vulnerability and also courageous enough to make decisions take decisions when they, you know carl yeah. brown who i run my podcast with always chirps me because i've said democracy is overrated <laughs> and um I still believe it, you know, um, but, 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 but like, I think you sometimes need to be able to have the courage to say, right, I'm going to make this decision. Um, I love it. And then I think, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's probably enough. I think there are a number of other things. I think I, I yeah, I, I suppose it, it aligns with the, with the curiosity thing, but I think um, skillful leaders know what they're good at. Yes. 
and skillful leaders are able to get the best out of other people and know what they're good at and allow that to shine. Yes. You know, like that's the skill. I, you know, I always praise Gary Kirsten because I'm like, Gary, like when I'm in your environment, I'm in your company, I feel like I'm not, we're not friends, you know, but we like, we've worked together a bit and yeah. um, I feel comfortable and empowered to be myself because he yes. obviously gets me and he allows me to then be that. And yes. I think like, that's a skill. Whether he's doing it inadvertently or not is irrelevant. That's yeah. a skill. Like, make people, make people be the best version of themselves because of what you are enabling. Sure. Jeez, I love that. That's that's powerful, Tom. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, final question. You've spoken a lot um, before about, about... I've spoken a lot, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. You've uh, spoken before no, about, about joy within a team environment, the importance of, of joy. You use the word joy. Um, tell, tell me a little bit of, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a biased view, you know, I think, um, you know, I've been doing some work with a player overseas and, and his, uh, coach, um, d- uh, doesn't believe in joy. He's not particularly, he's not particularly interested and he, nor does he see it as his role to bring any joy to the team as the coach. Um, once again, you know, like I believe that we have the right to joy. And then if I can create a joyful environment, I'm going to get more discretionary effort. I think yes. we know, and I think the neuroscience will tell us that fear is often a stronger motivator than joy. And that a lot of us have a lot of insecurities and fear around in us, you know, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's fear of failure, whether it's um, yeah. fear of letting our families down, whether it's fear of not having a salary, uh, all of that stuff exists, you know, and I think it's, yeah. it's always hard to, 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 to take that down, you know, basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, it's like yeah. safety and security, all those things we need. Um, and I think like one wants to try and balance that with joy. And I think, you know, um, I'm not a hedonist, um, but I wish I were a hedonist, you know, I think I enjoy good times. I, I'm, I'm like very driven by the idea of collective euphoria and people achieving things together. is just a beautiful thing. It's why I love singing together. I love teams singing together. I just find the power in it, you know, yeah. And that for me is joyful. I, I don't believe everything has to be fun. Um, so, yeah. you know, fun for me is fun. Fun, if I use the analogy, fun is like McDonald's. You know, you go to McDonald's, you get that nice little flavor. It gives you a little rush for half an hour. And then 40, you know, half an hour later, you feel cuck and you, you eat yeah. too much of it and you get fat. Um, and joy is like, joy is like fine dining. It's like for you and Derbs, you know, you go into the oyster box and you have a yeah. nice meal and a nice yeah. and a nice drink and it's cost you a lot of money and you've got to save up and you only do it once every two months with your wife because yeah. it's expensive. But you go yeah. there and you come home and you message your friends, you put it on Instagram, you know, you message your friends, you're like, geez, we had the most brilliant experience. And it was, it was tougher, you know, like you had to invest some money in it, you had to invest time, you put your best shirts on, you put some cologne on, but it was a <laughs> joyful experience. Right? Yes. And I think like we, we can get, we, joy is, is vital. People want that, we seek it and we've got the right to have joy, but yeah. not just fun, it mustn't be mistaken as fun. I think yeah. we can get great joy and great satisfaction through the sacrifice and through the pain that we go through, you know? Yes, um, yes. So yeah, I would say that's my my simple view on joy. I love that. I love that. Like you, it's it's something a bit deeper almost. It's not it, 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 like you said. Yeah. It, like it's just frivolous and fun. Like it, like you sort of used the word vibe in the beginning. You know, it's like you can have a good vibe and we can have a jaw and have some fun. But 
like joy comes from almost a bit of sacrifice and something a little bit deeper that really connects us and engages us, I suppose, whether it's to yeah, I mean, you've, you've seen cause it, you know, or like to the purpose. In, yeah, I mean, you've seen it, obviously, sports is one thing, but like you see it in a lot of different spaces as well, you know, like I asked a guy who's been a long mentor of mine and I said to him, what can sport learn from business and what can business learn from sports? And, and he just said, like, uh, sport can learn from business rigor you know, like the real rigor and the metrics and what have you. And yeah. this is one guy's view. And he said, um, uh, business can learn from sport, like like purpose, passion, like, you know, like this energy yeah. that you get from sport. I think that's why I think for me, sport's such a drug because I just love yeah. the craft. And a lot of it's quite monotonous. And, you know, like once you've seen one training week at Western Province, you've seen a million training weeks, you know, like yeah. it's all pretty monotonous. But it's that moment when the guys have won or you've helped a player or I mean, you know, I, I won't lie by that of winning, you know, I'm competitive. So like yeah. that, that time when you're holding a trophy and guys are put in, you've had some tough conversations and it's been hard and like you're just drinking out of a trophy or you're holding a trophy and like, it's just got so much meaning, you know, um, yeah. yeah, because of everything that you've put into it. So Absolutely. yeah, I think that's, that's joy, you know, but it doesn't have to be all a slog. You're allowed to laugh and you're allowed to have fun along the way. Yes. And it's, I think it is so important. Well, in my, my first episode, I chatted with, uh, with, with Grant Bashford and, and Bashy was talking about, you know, what he had learned working with Dick Muir and with John Plumtree. And one of the most important things he said from that was don't lose the element of fun. You know, you, you, you've, got, you've got to have fun as, as part of it. And uh, um, I think it sort of tapped into, tapped into what you were saying there. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I believe I believe a lot in that. I probably spend too much time thinking about like how can we make things fun, you know. Um, <laughs> but but I, but I always want to know, like, you know, if we're running a gym block for a month, okay, what's the where, where's the fun in that? Because yeah. I know it's good, and I know we got to do it, and we got to have metrics, and we got to push. Yeah. But like, how are we building relationships? How are we building purpose? How are we building joy in it? You know? Yeah. Are we doing yeah. awards? Are we rewarding guys? Are we walking around saying, "Well done"? You know, like. Those little yeah. things are important. I, I personally can't have an environment where it's like, I don't have to say, well, then, because gymming is part of what you mean to do. Well, I don't know. Like that for me doesn't cost me anything to praise people for effort. Yes, absolutely. Tom, that's awesome, buddy. Listen, um, thank you so much for your time. I know, I know, uh, like I said, I know you are a busy guy and you, you're juggling a lot at the moment, but I really appreciate it. If people want to um, get hold of you, if they want to follow you, if they want to check out um, some of your content, I know you've just you've just released your first online course on on teaming, on teams. Um, where where and how can people can where yeah how can people get hold of you? Yeah, I partnered with an organisation called RCA Consulting to um, create my own online teaming course, which is great. So I think it's you know very very cost effective and simple way. Um, for me to put stuff out there and we've already had some people sign up which is great um Love it's it. a five module course so you can do it over five six weeks um quite pra very practical videos written little assignments you've got to do so i'm really excited about that um awesome. my i've obviously got my twitter and, and instagram is uh, at the sporting mind is awesome. my um is my handle and um, and then yeah, my, I've got a website uh, just tomdawsonsquib.com. So yeah, please, awesome. it'll be awesome to all LinkedIn. You know, I'm there. So if anyone wants to reach out and chat and ask further questions, um, cool. maybe to to me and you. Let's uh, let's <laughs> it. 
be, yeah, that would be awesome, man. That would be awesome. And um, like I said, guys, at the beginning um, in my intro, Tom also uh, runs an incredible podcast um, called The Leading Conversation, which you do with, like you said, with, with Kyle Brown, former Blitzbach uh, captain. Um, it's been, yeah, I've absolutely loved it. It really inspired me to, to finally get, get my act together and get, and get this going. So yeah, thank you for all that great content. People can check it out on on any of the podcast stations, really. Am I right? Yeah, it's on iTunes and Spotify and Anchor and all of those, all the, all sort of all platforms. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, for that plug. And, and just well done to you as well, Justin. I know it's not easy Mm -hmm. to, to do these things. I was, uh, probably not brave enough to do it on my own. So I went and fetched Kyle. Um, <laughs> but, but we do, we do enjoy the dance. We, we have a good dance, but, but yeah, well done to you and, and, and good luck with the rest of this one. I'll definitely be following um, thanks, man. your podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks buddy. I appreciate it. Listen, Tom, thanks so much. And uh, we'll chat soon. Eh? Yeah, no problem. Good luck. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, thanks so much man. for having Cheers. me. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.